Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. So today we're going to be dealing with the subject that all of us are very familiar with and all of us are engaged in this battle in relation to cares, worries and concerns. The title of my message is called Casting Our Cares Upon the Lord and I will endeavor through the help of the Spirit to teach tonight how to deal with the everyday cares of life. In order to lay a foundation on this lesson, I'm going to be reading from 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to read from verse 5 through to verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 7. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but give, gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One of the things that drains our spiritual energy, drains our vitality and fruitfulness in the Lord, are the cares, the worries, and the stress of this present age. And I'm sure all of us can identify with that. Jesus warned us in the parable of the sower that the cares of this world are like thorns, which he said they spring up and choke the very word of God and the life of God in us, and they make the word become unfruitful. When we spend our time worrying instead of praying and praising God, the life of God in us and the anointing of the Spirit is silenced. The Bible gives us clear instructions in several places what we are to do with the cares and the worries of this life. The verses of Scripture we just read from 1 Peter they tell us that we are to cast our cares on the Lord. Why? Because He cares for us. If He cares for us, there is no use the two of us caring for the same thing. He can, and the Word of God says He will take care of us in many, many places in the New Testament. Now, the Amplified Bible in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says it this way, and I prefer this translation because it amplifies the Word of God. It says, Casting the whole of your care, 
all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. What a beautiful picture of a loving father who cares and takes care of his children. All it takes from us is a little faith in his ability as well as in his willingness to care for us. The verses above reveal to us that it takes humility, though, to do that. The humble person, according to the Word of God, releases and casts his cares, his worries, his anxieties, his concerns on the Lord. But the proud person wants to take matters into his own hands. I believe that pride is at the root of our inability to cast our cares on the Lord and leave them there at His feet. We would rather carry them ourselves and try and figure out how we can deal with them. And we do that most times. We go to bed at night worrying about the future, worrying about our children, and worrying about everything else that steals our peace. We rise in the morning and we go through the same thing again. And in the process of time, we wear ourselves out with worry and anxiety. Most of the things we worry about will never happen anyway. Paul, writing to the believers in Philippi, he said to them, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, the peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Please note that this is not a suggestion from the Lord. This is a command. And the command is, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But rather, in everything, it says, with prayer and supplication, let with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We are to pray about everything and not to fret or worry about anything. I don't know about you, but I cannot tell you how many times these verses of Scripture have brought such relief and tranquility to my soul from anxious and worrisome thoughts. Instead of worrying and fretting, the Word of God teaches us 
to bring our petitions, our requests to the Lord in prayer with thanksgiving and trusting him to deal with him and grant us his peace, which passes all understanding. And this is how I believe we practically humble ourselves before the Lord. And in that submission to his word, we find the grace, we find the rest, and we find the peace that we so desperately need. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. As little children trust in their parents' ability and willingness to take care of them, even so we are to become, Jesus said, like little children and trust, put our trust in God completely in our Heavenly Father to take care of us. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 promises us that he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? If God did not spare his son, but gave him up for you and I, Will he not give us everything else that we need in life? Of course he will. He's a gracious, loving, generous, merciful father. And as little children trust in their parents, we need to become like little children who trust in our Heavenly Father to take care of us. How big is our God? How big is your God? Are your cares bigger than him? Are your worries and your anxieties and your fears, are they bigger than your God? Of course not. Can we not trust him to deal with those things which are so often steal our peace and bring us worry, anxiety, and anxiousness? In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus shares with us some profound wisdom from God in relation to the cares and the worries of this age. Listen to him teaching once again in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one cubit of measure to his stature or to the span of his life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence 
and excellence was not arrayed like one of these. But if so, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, that is the heathen, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. But your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. But seek, aim, and strive after, first of all, His kingdom and His righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. These are the words of wisdom given to us from the Lord Jesus many centuries ago. And his word is still as powerful and relevant today as the day these words left the lips of Jesus. To cast our cares upon the Lord, it means that we leave them there with Him. We don't take them back when the devil tempts us with thoughts of worry and anxiety. And this is where we need to learn how to fight those things, to resist those cares, and trusting in the Word of God that He will take care of all those things that might be worrisome or concerning us. This is something I believe that takes a lot of practice. It doesn't happen overnight. Many of us, what we do, we cast our cares upon the Lord, but in no time at all, when the devil tempts us with those same thoughts of worry, we go right back where we were and we take them back. Well, the Word of God says, leave them there. Leave them at the feet of Jesus. Walk away, knowing deep down in our hearts that the Lord is at work. He will deal with them because we have asked Him to. Imagine, if you will, you take your watch to the watchmaker because there's something wrong with it to fix it. And every 10 to 15 minutes, you pop in back and you, 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 you inquire about your watch, you ask the watchman if he's fixed your watch or whatever, he will think there's something wrong with you. Why? Because you don't trust him to deal with it. And that's what we do with our cares so often. We say that we give them to the Lord, but then we go right back and we take on those same cares and concerns. Well, Deep the root of this, this kind of attitude, I believe, reveals our lack of knowledge of who God is, how good, how gracious, how merciful, how kind, and how loving our Heavenly Father is. It also reveals our lack of trust in the Lord, who actually promised us that He will take care of us. The only yoke we are to take upon ourselves 
is the yoke of Jesus because he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen to the invitation the Lord Jesus gives us. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come to me, he said, all you who labor, who are heavy laden, overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, humble in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease and refreshment for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, not harsh, hard, oppressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. What wonderful words and, and a wonderful invitation the Lord Jesus has given us. He said, come, leave your burdens at my feet and take my yoke upon you. What are we anxious about? What are we worried about? Is it about our future? Is it about the situation of our country? Is it about your children? Is it about your financial welfare? Whatever it is. What we need to do is take time to meditate on all of the verses that we shared together today. Put that word in our minds. Put that word in our hearts and let it govern our attitude and our actions rather than being worrisome and anxious about the things that we so often fall into. Read those words that we've read, the scriptures aloud, over and over again, so that it may come into your ears and you can hear them out loud. Why do I say that? Because Romans ten seventeen says, Faith comes. How does it come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear the promises of God, the more you get to believe them. The more you hear what God says and what God promises you, the more your soul will find rest in those promises. But listen, the reverse is also true. Fear and worry also come by hearing and hearing by the word of the devil. It comes by hearing the words and the wisdom of this world, the ungodly. Or it comes by hearing the words of those who are set on deceiving us. And remember, the Bible says there are many antichrists that have gone into the world. And the Apostle John cautions us not to believe every spirit or every voice or every thought. But we must have the discernment to discern the words we hear, the thoughts that we think, because not every voice communicates light and truth. In the world out there, from morning till evening, the wisdom of this age continues to bombard us with fear and anxiety. So we need to learn to switch off those voices.
Shut your ears to it. Listen to the word of the Father. Listen to the wisdom of God rather than the lies of the enemy. And you know, Jesus said we have a choice. A choice as to whom we choose to hear and believe. Jesus said in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 24, we are to be careful what we hear and from whom we hear it. This is very important. How does fear come into your mind or into your heart? Through your ears, through your eyes. So we need to protect the ear gate, the eye gate, that it doesn't penetrate our minds and our hearts. It's not the water outside of the boat that causes us to sink. It's the water that comes into the boat. So, let the devil shout. Let the voice of the ungodly speak. The word of the Lord says, I will not fear. That means I set my will against fear, against worry, against anxiety. I refuse to receive it. Why? Because the Bible says, God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Anything that communicates fear or anxiety or dread, it is not from God. That's why we need to test the thoughts, test the voices we hear, and discern whether they come from God or they come from the enemy. There are only two sources. The source, one is God, the other one is the enemy. And so we have a, cho a choice. And in the day and age we are living in, remember that information platforms, since the internet came into being, are multiplied. Any fool can get on internet and spew poison, camouflage this truth. And if we don't exercise discernment, we will swallow every word they are saying. And we're going to find ourselves anxious and fearful every single day. And these people, you know, these are people that we don't really know. How do you know these folks? You have not lived with them. You have not examined the fruit of their lives, not even the ministries. They just get on on internet and they say and they they camouflage lies so well to make you believe and to deceive you and lead you astray we are not listen carefully and i'm not saying our our folk do that but i know many out there in the church they are led by the internet rather than by the spirit of god and by those who have been charged by God to watch over the souls as they will give an account for every soul that was committed to their trust. That's why it's so important to be part and connect to a spiritual family with elders and ministers who are tested, who are recognized, who you have seen the lives, the fruit of the ministry. You have studied them. You, you know them. You know their families, what they are like. And it's important. 
because too many false prophets have gone out into the world, the Bible says. Now, I don't know why so many out there choose to listen to a stranger rather than those whom God has appointed as their shepherds and pastors. If the Lord, and I'm sharing some wisdom with you that will probably help you and protect you, if the Lord has placed you under the spiritual oversight of someone whom you know, you have examined the fruit of their lives, the fruit of their faith, why would you choose to take someone else's word above your own shepherd? That isn't wise. Listen to what the Word of God tells us in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. It says, Obey your spiritual leaders, submit to them continually, recognizing their authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who will have to render an account of their trust. Do your part. Let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that would not be profitable to you. This is very plain. That's why God gave us spiritual fathers and spiritual families that we are connected with, that we belong to, so that we're not isolated on our own, trying to fight our own battles. We have the body, the family that we are part and belong to, who will stand together with us, who will believe God with us, who will spend time in prayer on our behalf so that we may stand strong in the name of the Lord. If only we would practice, I believe, these words, many within the body of Christ would be protected by wolves who are clothed in sheep's clothing, pretending they care for our welfare. So, in closing, I want to encourage you to take God at His word, feed on it daily, practice what it says. For example, Take the very verse from Philippians that says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every little thing, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So when you sense worry coming on or anxiety that causes you to fret, remember these words. Put them in your mind. Put them in your heart. Let the word come into your ears. Read those verses regularly. And you rem the moment you get to be anxious, you will remember those words. The Spirit will bring it to your mind and say, Don't fret. Don't worry. Are you concerned about a situation? Rather pray about it. Give it to the Lord. Let that care rest in God's hands. He will take care of it. Don't worry about your future. Your future is in God's hands hands. Amen? Are you with me so far? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In closing, I want to encourage you to meditate on those verses. At the same time, I want to caution you not to listen to sources which do not exercise 
or have spiritual authority over your life unless they are approved by your spiritual oversight. Protect your eyes. It's your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. It's ours. Protect your mind, your ears, from the invasion of thoughts and words that endeavor to disturb and steal your peace. The Word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Wow. That's powerful. As for me, I listen, I adhere to the counsel and the wisdom of my elders and spiritual leaders to whom I'm accountable to, especially in matters that I do not have a clear direction or a clear word from God as to what to do. And there have been times when I would call them and I would say, listen, what are your thoughts? What is your counsel concerning this situation? And I would listen to what they say. And I, I trust them because I know their lives. I've walked with them for many years. I've seen the fruit and the evidence of the blessing of God upon their lives. I, I don't want to bring this, but I, I, I've promised a friend of mine that I would do so. For example, the vaccine issue that is causing so much division and arguments and unpleasantness in the church when there's no need for that. Yes, we have the freedom to choose. Each one must make up his mind. But please, we must not argue. We must not fuss about these things. Those who take the vaccines do so by faith in God. And those who do not take the vaccine do so by faith in God. The Word of God says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Amen. Our faith is not in the vaccine. Our faith is in God and in His divine protection. But we must not let this issue to cause division and arguments within us because we are family. Amen. Are you there? Praise the Lord. Take counsel if you want. I don't tell people what to do. But if anyone asks for my advice or opinion, gladly will I give it. They don't have to listen to it. If they don't ask, that's fine. You see, finally, I want you to remember this. Any source of information or any voice that brings to you fear, that brings to you anxiety or worry, remember this, it does not come from God. It never comes from God. No thought from God will bring you fear. Because in the Bible, 365 times, God says, fear not. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. So test every thought that comes into your mind. Test every voice out there that comes at you. Does it bring fear? Does it bring confusion? Does it bring anxiety? 
Does it cause me to worry? Then it's not from God. If it's not from God, I will resist it. I will reject it. I will have nothing to do with it. I receive things that come from heaven. Finally, the gospel of the kingdom is good news. That's what gospel means. It brings faith. It brings liberty. It brings deliverance. And it brings freedom in the Holy Spirit. And that's what we should listen to. That's what we should focus on and reject all other information sources. Amen? Are you with me so far? Let's protect our minds and our hearts from the fear, from the anxiety, from the stress. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus that he said, In the last days, man's hearts would fail them because of the fear of the things that are coming upon the earth. Being over anxious and being afraid can cause you a heart attack. And you, statistics and the medical science have proven that worry and anxiety have an effect on our mental and physical health. The Lord says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yes, the days that we are living in are difficult days, days of stress, days of anxiety for the things that are taking place in our world today. But in the midst of it all, we can have peace. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. So let's take refuge where? In the promises of God. He loves you. He cares for you watchfully. He cares about you affectionately, the Bible says. He will take care of you today and he will take care of all your tomorrows. He will take care of your children and your grandchildren. Rest in his unfailing promises, for he is faithful to do just that. He is worthy of our praise. So let's fill our mouths and our minds with praise and thanksgiving. We get up in the morning and we give thanks to the Lord. We thank Him for His goodness. We thank Him for His blessings. We thank Him for the things that He has given us and continues to give us. Let's not take anything for granted. And as Saul, as, as, as David encouraged his soul to bless the Lord. In that beautiful Psalm 103, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name, and don't forget all of His benefits. Praise God forevermore. Let's give thanks to the Lord as we close in prayer. Father, we thank You for Your precious Word. We thank You for Your promises. You are faithful to keep every single one of your promise. Thank you that you said you will take care of us. You said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Father, let us trust in your unfailing love, in your unfailing promises, in your goodness. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for providing for us. 
Thank you for covering and protecting us. And I pray for all of our spiritual family members, Lord. I pray that you cover them. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you bless their lives, bless the work of the hands, bless their children, bless their grandchildren, dear Heavenly Father. Manifest your goodness and your favor to them because of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.